Hello, everybody. Welcome to No Filler with Joe Miller on KCOU Sports FM 88.1. I am your host, Joe Miller. Today is November 20th, 2020. We've got much to talk about. Had major trade implications. Clay Thompson suffered a very unfortunate Achilles injury. We've seen some free agency happen. Of course, the draft has already happened. John Morant has a giraffe. The Toronto Raptors are playing in Tampa. We'll try to get through all of that today. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not here alone. I'm here with the one and only. He's the host of Hate the Player, Not the Game, fellow broadcaster at KCOU Sports. It's Lucas Owens. Lucas, how are you doing? I still can't get a PS5, Joe. <laughs> um, you know, I'm doing I'm doing good. You know, it's been a fun, fun few days. Uh, nowhere is open on campus, which is the grandest. Uh, which so, of those struggles would you say is worse? Oh, Not being um, able to get a PS5 or it's like the PS5? Okay, because I've seen can, horror stories of that. Yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can. I like I can go downtown or something, or you know, get Grubhub or something. Uh, PS5s, there's no way to get that. <laughs> it's just unattainable everywhere. Yeah, where... I'm just uh, I'm just trying as hard as I can right now. Yeah, well, hang in there, man. Uh, lots of people are in your position trying to get that PS5 before the holidays. Yeah, but... I know, and you've heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas just calls me every now and then. It's like, Joe, I'm in the queues. And then it just doesn't work out. So. Yeah, it never works out. <laughs> I was very close yesterday. I had a very close call. And then, you know, Walmart let me down yet again. Well, speaking of transactions, Lucas. I hate you. There's been a lot of transactions going around the league. Let's start with the first one that started this week off, which was the Lakers-Oklahoma City trade, where the Lakers received Dennis Schroeder, point guard from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Thunder received the 28th pick in Danny Green, who they later traded to Philadelphia in exchange for the Horford contract and a future first. Yep. How do you feel about that trade for the Thunder? Do you think they got enough for Schroeder? Uh, see, I've actually, we'll talk about it later, but... um. I think the Thunder are actually try, trying to make the teams in the Pacific better right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's an okay okay haul for Schroeder. Of course, they flipped Danny Green later. But, I mean, Schroeder has kind of gone like gotten a little worse over the last few seasons, I feel like. So, um, you know, yeah. it's a, I think it was a fairly good trade from that end. And, I mean... Was the pick a part of the trade, or did they actually use the pick? Um, I think it's not finalized yet, that part, because yeah. that pick, I think, is going to... Um, the Thunder trade away I think, everything. Oh, wait. I think the 28th pick that the Thunder acquired is headed to Minnesota yeah. in the Ricky Rubio trade, and I think they're moving up to 17th to draft... Oh, what's his name? Uh, it's the really Russian name. I think it's Alexis Poncharis. I don't oh, know the yeah. name on the top of my head. Yes, but... uh, it's he's uh, he has very lanky limbs. Yeah. Right, he's a yeah, I know who you're very lanky about. guy. I'm pretty sure yeah, he's like but... seven foot tall. Yeah, super skinny. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an okay haul for. I mean Oklahoma City. You were right. Uh, they blew everything up. <laughs> right, I, I... I'm half convinced you brought me on this show to talk about uh, a certain trade. <laughs> Which brings us to our next segment, where Joe Miller was right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it looks like with that trade and with the Chris Paul trade, which we're about to get into, <laughs> I think the Thunder want to be very bad this year. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they've gotten into the headspace of blowing it up, which is interesting when they finished fourth in the Western Conference last I year. I think, honestly, I know, like, 
they finished that high, but people forget like that team last year, Chris Paul would close games for them and they yeah. won a ton of close games in the regular yeah, they season. They massively overachieved. Because going into that season, people were like, okay, they have the really awful Chris Paul contract. They got SGA. I guess they have Dennis Schroeder, Steven Adams. We'll see what happens here. Mm -hmm. And Danilo Gallinari also had a resurgence. We'll see yeah. where he ends up. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think the Lakers also really benefit in this because. Oh, yeah. Schroeder is a great piece for them. We'll see what happens uh, with free agency coming up. I think this puts a little bit more pressure on the Lakers to get more shooting to shore that up. But they were able to get that secondary playmaker for, I don't want to say for nothing, but I thought it was a pretty Danny good price Green. just giving up Danny Green and a pick that wouldn't really make the rotation, if we're being honest, for this Lakers team. No, so. not at all. I don't think it would. The 28th pick wouldn't get playing time on this Lakers team. Yeah, so... I think this is a win-win. So, moving on, the Thunder were busy this past week. They yeah, traded... basically all of these <laughs> trades are Thunder trades. This has turned into a... We had the Chris Paul podcast this one time. This is just oh. now the Thunder. <laughs> it's a Joe rubbed it in my face. <laughs> so, yeah, the Phoenix Suns got Chris Paul and Abdul Nader in exchange for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen... Lacroix, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's not as significant. And the 2022 Phoenix Suns first round pick. Yeah. I yeah. think Phoenix got a decent haul because they're going to flip Kelly Oubre pretty soon for something. Yeah. They already flipped Ricky Rubio for something. And they have a 2022 first round pick from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Especially considering, like, if you factor this as part of the Russell Westbrook haul they got. Yeah. <laughs> They got a bunch for just Russell Westbrook because they flipped Westbrook it, for Paul. It keeps going up how much they got for Westbrook. And it's crazy because now I think the Rockets aren't going to get anything for him. Or if they get something, it's oh. going to be pretty marginal. Yeah, it was, it's interesting how Chris Paul was viewed as the worst contract. Right. Like most amount of money just wasted on Chris Paul. And then Chris Paul has a great year. And now Phoenix is like actually giving away really good assets. Like Kelly Oubre Jr. I think is pretty good. That first round pick could, I don't, I mean, the way the Suns are projecting, I don't think it's going to be that high, but I mean, they got some good assets at the Thunder then flipped. Um, but I mean, the Rockets don't like, remember when Chris Paul had to be packaged with like four, two, was it three picks and two? Uh, I think it was two, two first two, round picks protected and then two swaps. Yeah. Two swaps. That's why I don't forgot how to say swap right. for a second. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll get Chris into Paul the Rockets in just a second. Oh, so, Tillman <laughs> uh, Fertitta, most hated man in the NBA. Yeah, and also before we move on to the Rockets, we got to talk about the Phoenix Suns, where I think they make out pretty well here because yeah, Ricky Rubio is essentially going to be swapped out for Chris Paul in that lineup, and they're only really giving up Kelly Oubre in terms of talent like yeah. ty jerome yeah. jalen laquette like, those guys really didn't contribute much i it's a good good trade for the suns too because the suns have i mean the suns this kind of solidifies because i don't think the suns have a little bit of cap room right right um, they also they haven't made the playoffs since yeah 10 so years. they kind of want to get there devin booker i think only has uh 
it's either two or three years left on his deal, so they want to make him happy, just show them that we're committed to making the playoffs or just making yeah. a push and not being in this not do eleventh no man's land. And then they'll drop the brink brink truck at uh, his store uh probably the summer before. Probably. <laughs> I mean we'll see. I think Chris Paul will be a huge factor of if Devin Booker stays going forward. Maybe not because Chris Paul's there, but just to show like Phoenix is willing to put guys around Devin Booker and make those moves. We'll see. I mean, I think this definitely puts Phoenix in the playoff hunt, especially with the Thunder out of it now. The Warriors aren't going to be as solid, which unfortunately because of the injury, we'll get into that later. But the Suns will be in that <laughs> conversation for sure, in that like seventh, six, maybe even yeah. fifth conversation. Who knows? But. Yeah, well, again, another team that the Thunder um, helped get better in the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Breaking but, news here. Myers Leonard going to the Heat. 20 million. Myers Leonard. Two woo-hoo. year deal, 20 million for Myers Leonard. That's an interesting trade. Okay. Was it, mean, game, was it game two or game three in the finals where the Heat played? They started Myers Leonard. Yeah. And then he didn't play again the rest of the game. I'm pretty sure it was game three. That's right. I just remember that being really funny. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. guys, we're starting Myers Leonard. That's a smoke He gets stream. out there. And then it was just kind of like a decoy. Like, he was out of there in six or seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, $10 million a year. Pretty expensive decoy. <laughs> <laughs> Myers Leonard definitely definitely making some money. That's yeah, for good sure. Good for him. Good for him. Two-year deal. <laughs> good for Myers Leonard. Exactly. Yep. So... Another trade not really talked about a lot, Portland and Houston. So Portland well, it's because the Houston part's already gone. Yep. No, that's correct. Portland received Robert Covington and Houston Rockets got back Trevor Ariza. They got the 2021 first round pick, which was the 16th pick, and a 2021 Portland pick that's going to be protected in the first round. So Houston immediately traded this haul. <laughs> I think yeah. within 24 hours, they traded Trevor Ariza and the 16th pick to Detroit, primarily yeah, just so they could use their mid-level exception so they could yeah. sign people. Yeah, um, Portland, uh, that's a pretty good trade for Portland, I feel definitely. like. Definitely. I mean, Robert Covington is definitely an upgrade over Ariza, and those picks weren't really that great. I mean, I forget who went at 16th, but... Um, I mean, it's still Robert you get a for sure thing with yeah, Roko, yeah. And the Trailblazers are trying to maximize things now because it's looking more and more they're gonna try to have a run similar to when they went to the uh, Western Conference Finals two years ago. Now um, they're getting Ennis Cantor back too, so yeah. they're getting all the pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually like. Portland is, I think, a sneaky team to get like, maybe the fourth or the fifth seed this year because yeah, the Western Conference, is, the Western Conference feels like it keeps improving. <laughs> but, but like that Portland starting lineup is really good. When you got Dame and CJ, yeah. you got Gary Trent, and then you've got Robert Covington at the four, and then Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, like, Nurkic is going to be healthy again. Right, and it gives them the spacing Hope, and hopefully going to be healthy again. Like, a lot of Portland's issues were honestly, like, I've said this on the program before, but just Hassan Whiteside could not really operate the pick and roll. And yeah. when you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, you need to just run a lot of pick and roll when you have those types of guards. Like, Yeah, getting um, 
Jay Nurchich back for the entire season will be fantastic for Portland. Yeah, I think Portland did well here. And as far as the Rockets, you've got to think that there's obviously been rumors about Harden to the Nets, trading <laughs> Russell Westbrook. There's been a whole Harden lot to the of Warriors. drama. Harden to the Warriors. That's who knows at this point. But do you think this signals that Houston is going to blow it up? Because they basically just yeah. gave away Rocco so they'd have $9 million to spend on free agency. Yeah, um... So they're um, Tillman Fertitta has to be like at least by his fan base feud wise. I think he's worse than James Dolan. <laughs> you think? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. He's been he's been an owner for what like two yeah, years. Yeah, and he's blowing. He had a team that was on the verge of going to the championship, and let's let's just say they were going to win the finals if they got to it. Um, that probably year. fair. Um, and now. Where are the Rockets? Yeah, I mean... Pulling everything up. I think some of it's also window, because so, like from from my understanding, a lot of the uh, Chris Paul trade came up because Tillman Fertitta didn't like the contract, but also yeah. James Harden was very frustrated with Chris yeah. Paul. And Harden, Harden and Fertitta were the two uh, main factors behind that trade, not Maury from everything I've heard. Yeah, most reports I've seen have argued, like, don't worry, guys, this is not an indictment of Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey didn't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess moving on, the... And even worse trades here. <laughs> <laughs> There's two Milwaukee trades. This is interesting because one of them well, got one, yeah, one of them completely nixed. It's yeah. not a trade anymore. I had yeah. this written down on the notes, just a nixed trade, but... The Bucks were going to sign and trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings, but apparently the Sacramento Kings did not notify Bogdan Bogdanovich about this. I'm so. not sure if it was that or more. Um, they did it before they were supposed to. <laughs> and the NBA is trying to crack down on tampering. Right. Yeah, and you had an Adrian Fotorowski tweet about it on Monday? Yeah, it's... Like, definitely with these front office officials, it's really frustrating because if it's the players, that's one thing. Like, you can't really stop the players from talking to each other. Like, they all know each other from mm -hmm. AAU, from college, from, yeah. from everything. But, like, Team USA. But when it's coaches and front office people, that's where it's a yeah, little... Yeah, and it's coaches and front office people, and then they're telling a reporter, and the reporter just, like... He doesn't even say they're thinking about the deal. He said it was a done deal. And that it, I think I've heard Milwaukee and Sacramento might be facing some penalties about it because they were not supposed to make that trade. Well, I don't know what takes can be picks can be taken away from Milwaukee because we're about yeah. to talk about the Drew Holiday trade where uh, trade some away from take some away from New Orleans. <laughs> for real though like drew holiday is going to milwaukee along with a 2020 second rounder the 60th pick overall i don't know who that turned into but yeah that's i don't know new orleans received in. eric bledsoe george hill the 2020 first round pick number 24 a 2024 pick swap a 2025 unprotected pick a 2026 pick swap and a 2027 unprotected pick. So three uh. <laughs> completely unprotected first-round picks and two swaps. 
and you trade Eric Bledsoe, and at this point, like, the husk of George Hill that's still playing basketball at, like, 36 years old for yeah. Drew Holiday. So I think this is an upgrade for the Bucks, and I'm... <laughs> yeah, I like... it's an upgrade, but <laughs> their future... Yikes. Yeah, like... I For them to make a trade like this, they have to be re-signing Giannis, right? Like, Giannis has to be signing that extension for them to be making that kind of trade where they're giving have... up for not too distant first round picks. Yeah, I would I would uh I would hope so because if he doesn't though from twenty twenty four to twenty twenty seven, that's gonna be a bad period of basketball for the Bucks. Yeah, they're gonna be like the Brooklyn Nets in that situation. Yeah. Like it's just I mean, not at least we'll have the New Orleans picks, theoretically. Yeah, they'll if, have two New two, Orleans picks. And those pick swaps. So, I mean, I kind of, I find it funny how the teams can't trade away their first-round pick, but they can trade away swaps. Yeah, because it's also weird because they'll have it so you can't trade first-round picks in back-to-back years, but you can yeah. trade the draft rights of the first-round pick. So, yeah, it doesn't. gets a little murky there. But, yeah, like, with... Milwaukee with them getting Drew Holiday, I think that improves their team. Yeah, they're definitely better with Drew Holiday than with Drew Bledsoe. Does it improve it enough to get them over the hump? Is my question. I mean, it depends. I mean, you have to run. You have to try to win now, for Milwaukee. Right. I mean, you've been the number one seed two years in a row. Lost in the Eastern Conference Finals the first year. Second round last year. Second round to the Miami Heat who are, I believe, the fifth seed in the East. Right. And Well, I mean, everybody knows Miami. Miami was, you know, you know, Miami was. Miami matched up very well. Yeah, Miami was also very good last playoffs. Like, Drew Holiday is definitely someone who he can find his own shot and he can create, but I don't know if that's going to necessarily make the difference against Miami. I'm gonna We're going to have to wait and see and see how some of this season yeah. plays well, out. Yeah, well, you don't even know if they're going to match up against Miami in the playoffs. Um, because I mean Miami's gonna be good next year, but I don't know if they're gonna replicate what they did last year. But I mean, they gave up so much. But um, on the Pelican side, I think Eric Bledsoe might be should be could be okay for the Pelicans. Uh, but George Hill, uh, George Hill is kind of I think just a filler contract. Yeah, George at this Hill. Point. I honestly said to say George Hill might get cut. Yeah, and I think. I think George Hill's still going to get offers from a decent team to go to because George Hill's definitely still he can play minutes for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's a veteran team. presence. You like that, uh, but for yeah. that contract is rough. We're we'll see. Also, like another situation, like if James Harden did somehow find his way to a team in the Eastern Conference, like Philly or Brooklyn. Milwaukee. <laughs> if he end, I don't even know what Milwaukee could give. They'd have to be given their picks in the 2030s at that point. I don't think you can give picks <laughs> that far away. We'll just commit uh, our slate of draft picks, all of the 2030s for James Harden, straight yeah. up. But, oh my God. <laughs> Lucas is currently messing with the mouse on the yeah, computer. Yeah, I've taken here. control. He's Rise a, of the machines. He is right the here. captain now. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Dallas and Philadelphia. Joe. Oh yeah. So this. So first, I just want to say Daryl Morey, amazing moves just in the first few weeks of him being hired. Mm-hmm. Like 
both of the trades he just made, the one to Dallas and the one to Oklahoma City, absolutely amazing for Philadelphia. I think they've cleared things up where first trade, the Mavericks got Josh Richardson and Tyler Bay with the 36 pick, and Philadelphia got Seth Curry back for that. And then Oklahoma City absorbed the Al Horford contract in addition to the 2025 first-round pick of Philadelphia. And the Sixers got back Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. I think this is very good for Philly. I think still some questions of how they're going to go, but I think this team fits much better than their team last year. Yeah, um, I'm not so sure about the Seth Curry trade, whether that's the greatest trade for them. But, I mean, Seth Curry has shown himself to be a very good shooter, as the Currys are. Um, But, I mean, Al Horford... Nobody thought they were going to be able to move that contract. You know, I mean, they did give up. I mean, they only gave few. up like one pick, basically. Like, I mean, two, two the thirty-fourth pick, also. But I mean, like a first one round, first round pick. Like, yeah, in a while too. So you never know what's going to happen there. Um, so I really, yeah, that's a that's a fantastic trade. Uh, I guess Oklahoma City sees something in Hal Horford, and uh, doesn't see something in Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. I like the idea that it's just Sam Presti in Oklahoma City is just hovering around trying to get all of the first round picks. They have an insane amount of picks. I think it's 16 first round picks in the next five years or something ridiculous. It's it's a lot of first round picks. Yeah, well, thanks to the Milwaukee trade, New Orleans has a lot too, but still, nothing's near the Thunder. And with guys like Dan, even one underrated aspect of this is. This gives Philly a ton of cap flexibility moving forward because Al Horford was yeah. making $30 million a year for the next three seasons. Are you sure it was three? I thought it was two. I I think he was making, it was definitely, I think, 27 this next year, 30, and then 33. Okay. I think it's it's weird. It's staggered like that, but it's between 27 and 33. I'm okay. pretty sure. These yeah, that years. makes sense. And because I think... He signed a four-year 120, and it's staggered, so, like, the last year is the most expensive. Yeah, that's never a good trade. <laughs> With Al Horford making all of the money when he's 36 years old. So yeah. you love to see that kind of stuff. But I mean, who knows? He might turn into an all-star again in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City somehow makes the playoffs resurgent year from Al yeah, Horford. Yeah, they got Jay Julius Alexander and Luchan Stort. That's all they need. <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma City definitely, they have pieces. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Al Horford shows flashes and then they trade him down the line, potentially. <laughs> they, tra- they trade him for more picks. <laughs> Oklahoma City has been doing that. They acquire these contracts, they make them look good, and then they trade them back for even more yeah, than what they What if them Chris for. Paul goes to Phoenix and becomes a negative asset and <laughs> I will lose my mind? Sam Presti just playing 3d chess out here with those trades okay so philly definitely improves from that before we go to break i want to talk about the it's not official trade yet but we're pretty sure the golden state warriors are going to be getting kelly Oubre. what do you think about the warriors adding a wing like that to this team well i mean they just lost we're talking about it after break they just lost their second best player right for the season with she somehow tore his lower leg in the other leg right um but i mean i think it's like 
being able, they're going to be able to run Curry, Oubre, Draymond, Wiseman, Wiseman. Wiggins. Right. Wiggins is not going to play the five. I, I just forgot he existed. Wiggins at the five would be a... <laughs> that would be a nightmare. But, um, I mean, that's a pretty good lineup if you look at it. Uh, they need to get some bench pieces that aren't 18, but... You don't want to see Jordan Poole running it back. <laughs> no, Jordan. I mean, they have some, they have some good pieces there. It's just like, you you need some a little bit of veteran presence. Um, I don't think I don't think they're as hard capped this year though. Yeah, it's more just. I mean, they're still paying Draymond Green a lot, and they're still paying yeah. Steph Curry the max, and Clay Thompson's still getting paid. So, do they? I mean, even if they got an exception. For Clay, they would be close to the. Just on those three contracts alone, yeah, they're close to the 100 mil. So we'll see what they do moving forward. But, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk a little bit about some other storylines in the NBA John Morant and his giraffe, the Tampa Bay Raptors. Folks, stay tuned. You're listening to No Filler with Joe Miller on KCOU Sports 88.1 FM. Hello, folks. Welcome back to No Filler with Joe Miller. You're listening to KCU Sports FM 88.1. So we're going to talk about the Clay Thompson injury. But before we do that, I just want to say Missouri Tiger football is brought to you by Pizza Tree. Open Tuesdays through Sundays. Pizza Tree is excited to now serve breakfast slices, bagels, and coffee. Located at 909 Cherry Street, more information is available on their website, pizzatreepizza.com. Or by phone, 573-874-9925. Slice specials can be found on their Twitter and Facebook. KCOU would like to thank Pizza Tree for supporting KCOU Sports and Student Radio. So, uh, did you not notice that happen? <laughs> no, Lucas, I threw my phone about four feet. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, yeah, he dropped his phone while I was reading the ad. I was just trying to keep it together. I was yeah. like, okay, professionalism. We're going to do this. We're going to make it through this line. Yeah. And pizza tree though, highly recommend. Their mac- pepperoni and mac and cheese. Yeah. So good. I mean, so I good. tried that. Uh, I forget what it's called. It was like some Korean. Ranch hands? No, it was the Korean barbecue one we Ooh, had. It's the one with the beets, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, it wasn't for me, but it, it tasted good. It was just, you know, burned my mouth because I. Oh, yeah. Our friend Arvind loves that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a few days ago, we un. I guess this was yesterday. Wow, time is <laughs> time is relative, I guess. But we figured out Clay Thompson from Shams has a lower Achilles injury on yep. the opposite leg where he on the other leg he had ACL? the ACL tear yeah, from ACL. the finals in 2019. So it's really sad to see we're not going to see Clay Thompson play basketball this year. That's what it looks like right now. And obviously really bad for clay we saw he was putting in a lot of effort rehabbing we saw lots of videos of him trying to lift his leg especially after the way he tore his acl the 2019 finals was i remember he shot the two free throws before walking off and he just looked like he was in a lot of pain yeah he was it was bad it's frustrating to see because he was working really hard to get back in and now he's back to square one again so i hope clay has a full recovery and play basketball moving forward when he's recovered but this is a really big blow to the golden state warriors i was thinking that they would be 
in the title conversation prior to this injury. I'm now leaning more towards fourth, fifth seed for this team because it's hard for me to imagine Steph Curry's great, obviously, all-time player, but outside of that, like, there's teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets that have more depth and have more star power. Too many good teams in the West. Right, and even in the East, like, the if he was in that conference, it would still be a struggle just because, like, there's lots of teams with depth there, like Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami. The Golden State Warriors at this point have Steph Curry. They have Draymond Green. They have a starting lineup, and that's it. And, yeah. And a lot of very young guys off the bench. Yeah, we just uh, we just saw a Shams report that Wesley Matthews is intending on signing with the Lakers. So yeah. we're going to see that team get even better. Like. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a way this Warriors team can be in that conversation without Clay Thompson. I think no. it would hinge on how good James Wiseman is going to be, but it's it's really unfortunate to see this it happen in this way with the Warriors, but mm-hmm. I think this is probably going to be another lost year. Steph Curry's prime, yeah, probably. It, it was look, I was starting to get very excited about the Warriors this year. Um, and it's very tough. It was it was the day of the draft too, that um all the reporting came out about um his leg. It I mean it's definitely a blow. I think they're still going to be a competitive team this year as long as they stay healthy, because that was that was their problem last year. But, yeah, if they stay healthy, I would be surprised if they're not the fifth seed. Like, yeah, I, I can see there being a surprise team, but. Being lower than five, I would be kind of surprised. Yeah, I would be very surprised, too. I mean, with the playoffs being expanded, if they make miss the playoffs, you really have to question how, if it's not from a lot of injuries. But, yeah. Yeah, that's really unfortunate to see. I was not was not happy to see that when whenever you get to see the Splash Brothers playing basketball with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, it's always fun to watch, even if they're. Mm-hmm. Beating your team by 50 points. I remember uh, <laughs> being your team for the, uh, what was it? For the 73rd yeah. game, yep. I remember watching I remember it that, that night. I was actually watching Kobe's last game at a certain point. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was watching the, uh, I was watching Warriors history be made. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a tough year for the Grizzlies. I remember uh, Mark Gasol was hurt and Mike Conley was hurt at this point. So, Vince Carter was leading the team. Matt Barnes was out there. I remember the big trade we made was for P.J. Harrison mm-hmm. and uh, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> they actually, the Grizzlies actually competed against the Warriors a few times. They were the only team to beat that team twice. Yeah, I remember uh, Yeah, whenever we were healthy, like with Mark Gasol, with just kind of, I think, a slower pace, they yeah. were able to kind of take the Warriors off the game they usually play, which is traditionally much faster. So. Yeah, yeah. Grizzlies were able to slow him down, confuse him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is not a good time for the Warriors. On the note of the Memphis Grizzlies, did you see Ja Morant has a baby giraffe named after him? Guess what it's called, folks? It's called Ja Raff. Isn't that amazing, Lucas? Yep, yep. That's uh, pretty funny. I remember... Um, Brandon Belt, he's a first baseman in on the San Francisco Giants, which I know you you hate baseball. Baseball passion. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a uh, local, uh, the Six, Flag- Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. It has, you know, 
uh, rides and it has animal, it has a uh, like zoo part of it. They named he uh, has a long neck, so they na- they named him Baby Giraffe, and they <laughs> named the giraffe after him. Uh, I just like naming animals after people. Yeah, it's always. I think it's a pretty well. Pretty anything cool ever thing. beat Beethoven the dog Saint Bernard though? <sighs> Beethoven's definitely up there for sure. I remember. Uh, Those I think I five hundred movies. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's at least five of those movies, for sure. There's probably a million more (laughs) now, but anyway, so yeah, John Morant. John Raff. Did you see the the comment he had, though, where he was saying that he wants to bring uh, him to the NBA dunk contest? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that would be allowed. I don't think the dunk contest, the dunk contest isn't happening this year, so. Yeah, I think the plan right now, yeah, is All Star Weekend without the, or just All Star All Star Break rather. All Star Weekend without the All Star. <laughs> Tune in for All Star Weekend. It's just a bunch of players sitting on their couch because we're yeah. We don't want to do that. We're taking a break. Taking a break, guys. Mid season break. I mean, is they say they're though. taking a break. They're going to be making up games. <laughs> I hope not. I hope we're not in that situation. Oh, they have. It's just a, it's an inevitability. You we'll have see. To factor it in. We'll see about that moving forward. So we also got to talk about the NBA draft because that mm-hmm. happened on Wednesday. So Anthony Edwards went number one. I was kind of expecting LaMelo to go there. I but was, I've been expecting Edwards for the past week or two. It doesn't surprise me. Like when I had Pfeiffer on the program last week, he said oh, well, Edwards out your other and LaMelo. Yeah, I have to shout out all my... My three other guests, I guess. I got to shout all of them out on the program. But, (laughs) yeah, Ben Pfeiffer was telling me it's going to be Edwards or LaMelo number one. So he was right. It was one of the two. I think LaMelo definitely has the highest ceiling out of anybody. But Edwards fits the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are desperately trying to get something to work with this, you know, current state of their franchise. So that's going to be – we'll see how that team works out. I'm curious because – Defensively, that trio of Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, 160 points a game. They're gonna give up a lot. No, yeah, like it's it's hard for me to imagine this team being like really good in the future. Like, no, I sad to say they're stuck in a bad position. I don't see them making the playoffs with this group, especially just because how loaded the West is and. Anthony Edwards is going to be a project of some sorts. Like, I, I, I'd say he's not going to be very good his first season. I think that's safe I think to he'll say. Be, I think he'll be okay. You know, probably R.J. Barrett levels, I would say. He'll be, yeah, he'll be decent. But, like, he's not going to be a super consistent contributor yeah. for this team. He's going he's gonna to have speed bumps for Yeah, well, people were career. anticipating that because this draft class just isn't as good as previous years. Yeah, for sure. Like, I saw the top 14 didn't surprise me that much. Denny Avdia falling to nine, I thought was a little interesting. I thought he would go a little bit higher, but I don't necessarily hate any of the picks before that. No, uh, Patrick Williams is tough. I saw that... He was was moving up in boards for a lot of teams going up to the draft. Like... I know uh, the San Antonio Spurs were really <laughs> aggressively targeting him at 11, and I think other teams just got the signal of like, oh, the Spurs want them. He must be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but still, Patrick will. 
he didn't he didn't start a game. He didn't have the best numbers in college, but I mean, you have to see some actual game action, of course. Obi Toppin to the Knicks too. Obi Toppin, if he went to a, uh, let's just say a program, a team with better development than the Knicks. The thing that I thought was the Obi Toppin pick is interesting because I've seen the case made that New York already has so many power forwards. Like I know Toppin would probably play either the three or the four. Yeah. In the NBA, but when you have a team with Julius Randle and Oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who uh, punched uh, the other guy for the Chicago Bulls, uh, Bobby Portis, yeah. is on the Knicks. You have a bunch of power forwards on that team. Like I don't know where Obi yeah, Toppin he, is going to be. He doesn't minutes. really fit that well. I mean, the Knicks are not a good place ever. It feels like Knicks. Please trade Julius Randle somewhere nice. <laughs> yeah, no, somewhere he can uh, let his legs run free. Not New York. Oh, he did sign in New York, so you know, yeah. get that money. Yeah, the draft is definitely not the specialty of this podcast. Right, no. I would recommend checking out Ben Pfeiffer's podcast, Prep yeah. the Pro, because he, they have much more. They actually know what they're talking about. They watch the tape. <laughs> I was telling Joe, um, hearing me discuss the draft is like hearing anybody sane discuss the Canadian economy. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, with with the draft, the people who really watch the college tape, like I know Gary Parrish does that a lot. Yeah, uh, Mark. Uh, Gavoni does that a lot. There's there's a lot of like specific people in the industry who focus on college tape and international mm-hmm. tape and scouting, and it feels like its own separate thing because you kind of have to it is be watching like other sports to a certain extent, especially yeah. with like how the Euro League works and how other various international leagues function. Yeah, definitely. But okay, before we go, we have to talk about the Raptor situation. So. We've talked about this a little bit before on the program. It was pretty obvious the Toronto Raptors were going to have to find another home of some type. Yep, yep. Because you know your uh, your favorite sport, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, had to play in Buffalo this last year because Canada is restricting travel between the two countries. Which is, let's just say, the right move. <laughs> Canada is doing well though. <laughs> yeah. In COVID. Uh, Toronto's having a little bit of trouble right now, but yeah, definitely they're doing better than this country. <laughs> Yep, so the Toronto Raptors are going to be resided in Tampa this yeah, year. not Tampa Bay. Tampa. Do you, do you think they're going to go with the Tampa Bay Raptors, the Tampa they're Raptors? They're going to go with Tampa Bay. I mean, they're going to be the Toronto Raptors still. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's going to refer to them as Tampa Bay. Because, uh, you know. That just seems like such a polar opposite swap, like... You have to get a visa. You go up as far north as you possibly can to. Whereas yeah. New York's, I'm trying to think. Canada's I think Toronto's actually it's a south. Of, right? I think it might be south of Detroit too. Oh shoot! I guess Toronto's not as far north as I thought it was. Yeah. But maybe even Minneapolis. no. I think it's further north. I, I'll ask Steffi about it. She's from Detroit. She's got. Yeah, she no, doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, that's just kind of bizarre thinking about that. Like all the players who have houses in Toronto and they've sorted their lives out there and they're going to be playing in oh no lucas is giving me a face right now i feel like there's a minneapolis portland in seattle just north okay what about then i'm trying to think so seattle boston might be too yeah i was gonna say boston probably in that conversation too but yeah definitely going to a much warmer climate in tampa Yeah, yeah yeah that's a big difference it's gonna be interesting like i always think 
these situations are weird. Like I remember the uh, Chris Paul's uh, New Orleans Hornets played in Oklahoma City the year during Katrina. Like, yeah, that was a little different situation. <laughs> slightly different, but definitely like similar vein of like natural design. It was only one city in this this instance, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, what do the people of Tampa Bay? How do they respond to this? Are they gonna well? Like... I mean, they're so the NBA uh, is getting a lot of fans wherever they can because you know we gotta make that money. Cash rolls everything around me. Make as much as you can. <laughs> Cash rolls everything around me. You know, Blue Tank had it right. Um. Uh, so there's gonna be fans there. Uh, similar to the uh, again, I'm keep going back to your favorite sport, baseball. Um, they had fans at the World Series that not necessarily were fans. They just you know. Want to see some baseball, and now they're going to want to see some basketball in Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa, you, have to, you have to also have to think, Tampa is an hour away from Orlando at most, at most, and that's with bad traffic. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's also interesting that I think the NBA went with sort of a smart decision here where sometimes, like, when teams have to play for these other cities they use that as almost like a pilot program for a future expansion team i would say it's safe to say tampa bay is probably not going to get an nba expansion yeah it it eases people's minds orlando's way too close to tampa bay for them to (laughs) do that yeah as someone who uh, roots for the memphis grizzlies i hope uh i hope we do expand i hope we don't move teams that are currently existing (laughs) Hey, hey Joe, how did the Memphis Grizzlies come into existence, by the way? Oh, um, it's uh, we've been in Memphis for 20 years. What do you, uh, yeah, uh, where were (laughs) they before Memphis? I'm trying to think, they were somewhere far, far, far away. Yeah, I think somewhere north, more north than Toronto. Ah, I think think they were actually the most northern team. Oh, yeah, they were the the other Canada team, Vancouver. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and then they moved out after what two years they gave up the Vancouver situation. I'm pretty sure there were no fans. There were a bunch of weird things with that. And also, like, Vancouver, I think, is two and a half hours away from Seattle. So a lot of people in the area were already Seattle Supersonics fans at the time. And now they have nothing. Yeah, Seattle does deserve an NBA expansion, hopefully. So does Vancouver. (sighs) Vancouver, (laughs) uh, I mean, 33rd, 34th team, maybe. Because I think you're not going to get up that high. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I mean, who knows? Like, I think we'll probably get Vegas, Seattle would be my bet right now. I think Seattle's basically a lock. I think you would do Seattle, Vegas, and then move either New Orleans or Memphis to the Eastern Conference. Minnesota. You'd move Minnesota. Or Minnesota, I guess. Memphis and New Orleans, you at least have some teams somewhat close. Minnesota. I guess, yeah, with the Texas teams, sort of fair. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... The Tampa Bay Raptors, everyone. I'm I'm looking forward to that. The- <laughs> uh, I mean, it's literally just, it's not even like baseball where the dimensions are going to be different. It's literally it's literally just going to be dumb in a different arena. Okay, this is a random subplot. So Mark Gasol is a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. I there were already rumors out that he's going to go back to Europe and try to start his own professional basketball club, like in Spain. Yeah. What do you think are the chances of him coming back to play in Tampa? Because I think now that's almost going to be a lock that he goes back to Europe. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope Marcus wish Marcus all well. His yep. beautiful garden. Viva, viva West Spain. Yep. On that note, folks. It's, this viva. Will... Did you just say viva <laughs> La Spain? Viva. That's a. 
future or no that's french isn't it it's been a minute yeah you my you high school spanish french and english ago. in trying to say for a country i think it's safe to say spain speaks spanish um Spain speaks Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so that was atrocious. We like to be I'm informative sorry. on I'm no filler. Sorry. Can with I just Joe say Miller. I'm sorry? I'm get- <laughs> if I could cut his mic, I would. <laughs> Lucas, thank you for coming on the show, man. It's always a always a fun time. I never get any of your baseball analogies. I'm gonna have to read a book or something to try to figure out what you're talking <laughs> no, about. No, you but... don't. You really don't. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch a game or two at some point. No, you but... won't. That's a lie. <laughs> But, folks, thank you for tuning in. This will probably be the last broadcast of this semester from No Filler. It's been really fun. I'll still be producing content. Follow me on Twitter at J0E underscore Miller to get more of my content if I produce some over break. But until next time, this is Joe Miller, No Filler. It's been fun, guys. Uh, Have a good night and have a good weekend and enjoy Thanksgiving.